Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard about the bravery of Amiya and Mer Chand, who fought very bravely and who were martyred on the battlefield. We also heard about Qutub Khan being decapitated by Guru Hargobind. So now only one Turk general remains, Kale Khan. So now chapter 30 starts with his deliberation. There's only about a thousand soldiers left with him while he thought. I should engage with Guru Hargobind myself. I'll either kill him or I'll die in the process. But that is my only option right now. So Kale Khan got all of his soldiers together. In his heart, he had lost all his bravery, seeing how decimated his troops were. He's wondering how it's possible that so many of his troops were butchered so quickly. Nothing is making sense to him. So at this time, many vultures have now come down from the mountains and are pecking at the mounds of corpses looking at all the vultures, the wild dogs, the jackals eating the corpses, all of the Turk forces were terrified. Those who were injured laying there on the ground are looking at these animals as well, knowing that they'll, their fate will also be the same and are crying out. The Turk forces are totally demoralized, but Qutub Khan is still trying to rally his troops. And on the other side, the six forces are yelling out battle cries, saying, kill the enemies. They are talking amongst themselves, saying, what a fool the emperor was, who's thinking that he could fight against the master of the world, Guru Hargobind. That emperor who used to fold hands in front of Guru Hargobind, now he wants to test his mettle against us? Qutub Khan now is thinking, well, I can't run away. Where would I go? I'll bring shame on my lineage of Bratans. Everyone will slander us. They'll consider us cowards. I won't be able to live in pleasure anymore. And... Even when I die, at that point, I'll go to hell because I'm a coward. No one lives forever, anyway, so it's best to end my life here, at least with some bravery. So he tried to muster up whatever bravery he had and use that to inspire his troops to make one last stand. He was telling his troops that if we're successful, we'll be praised by the emperor and we'll attain lofty positions, we'll be drenched with wealth, fancy clothes, expensive horses, and forever praised in the world. With this one act of bravery here, we'll be able to just chill for the rest of our lives and just drink alcohol and eat kebabs. So in saying this, he was pumping up all of his troops and then all the soldiers started to prepare, prepping their weapons, sharpening their swords and spears. They were passing around alcohol to drink along the lines as well. On the other side, the beautiful warriors of Guru Hargobind were standing there at the ready with their rifles and bows ready to go Guru Hargobind, in giving strength to his warriors, they were all standing there saying, Come on, men, awaiting the Turk forces. Guru Hargobind gave out the order that when they come in within when they come within range, shoot them down. Beside Guru Hargobind is Bidichand and Malakjati, who Malakjati who's holding his bow with a quiver at his waist, filled with vicious arrows. Everyone is attentive here, waiting for the Turks to come into range. They're all pumped up to destroy the remaining soldiers or have them run back to the Emperor in Lahore. Both sides were standing at the ready when Kale Khan then, on an extremely expensive horse, makes the orders for the charge. The Turk soldiers now charge in, yelling battle cries. Both sides now ready their rifles and start to fire off bullets. The soldiers of the Turks are getting struck down. Meanwhile, the six are not being hit at all. So the Turks finally get within striking range with swords and spears, and then the battle really starts to erupt. Some soldiers have their face chopped, 
Some have their legs chopped off. Others have, have their arms cut clean off. Some soldiers have their chests impaled and torn open. Even the horses were getting hit with the bullets and they were dropping too with their riders. Guru Hargobind was shooting out arrows which were going straight through the enemies. Kale Khan was trying his hardest to maneuver his troops to the area where Guru Hargobind was. At this moment, Bidichan, getting enraged, began firing off arrows, just nailing soldiers. He knows that the vast amount of Turk soldiers outnumber the six, so he's trying his hardest, drenched in rage. But the Turk soldiers aren't backing down either, and they're pressing forward amongst the pitch battle. The warriors are shouting at each other while slicing each other down with double-edged kandas. Arrows are piercing the warriors and are being colored red. Their horses are also dying in the battlefield. Countless now are falling. Guru Hargobind watching this turns his horse, facing the side that requires most help, and then shoots off arrows in that direction. The Turks are getting chopped down and shot down. The heavenly damsels, who have such beautiful eyes lined with eyeliner, on their hands they have mendi. Their eyelashes are dancing as they are chewing betel nut and laugh with each other about which brave warrior they will marry. They fly down from heaven and marry those brave warriors who have died on the battlefield as they take them up to heaven with them. So this was the site of the horrific battlefield. There were rivers of marrow and flesh and blood and brains flowing now. The whole battlefield was red. There were heaps of corpses on both of both soldiers and their horses. Vast amounts of jackals were just ripping the flesh from the bodies. Wild dogs were sipping from the river in the puddles of blood and brains. Vultures were shrieking loudly, eating to their heart's content. The author of Singh says, To what extent can I continue to describe this horrific scene? Many soldiers have died on the Turk side, and there are only a few left now. But listen now, how Kale Khan approached and battled against Guru Hargobind. O saintly-minded ones, listen with all your attention, so it may purify and cleanse your intellect. So at this point, Kale Khan sees Guru Hargobind and approaches him. He's holding his bow, about to string his arrow when he yells out at Guru Hargobind, saying, You've killed many men with your arrows, and you call yourself a great warrior amongst your troops, but now I have come in front of you. My name is Kale Khan. To capture you, the Emperor has sent me with this massive army. I'm here now to either get revenge for my troops or to lay my life here. So prepare yourself, I'm going to kill you with this sharp arrow in my hand. Guru Hargobind heard this and laughed. He replied, That route to death's door that we sent all your troops to? That route is still open for you, don't worry. Even if the Emperor sent his entire army, we would destroy that. And now you're standing in front of me? So whatever level of skill you've attained in archery, let's see that then. So shoot your arrow first, go ahead, and then just watch mine after. Listening to this, Galakhan then pulled the bowstring back to his ear with all his might and let off the arrow. As he was shooting this arrow, Kale Khan said, Oh, you'll find out how skilled I am. Understand that you're dead now and about to fall to the ground. So Kale Khan aimed right at Guru Hargobind's forehead. Guru Hargobind saw the arrow approaching and turned his head. But as turning his, his head, the arrow grazed the middle of Guru Hargobind's forehead, causing a small wound. There was blood just right in the center of Guru Hargobind's forehead now. It looked like someone had placed a tilak commemorating victory on the battlefield on Guru Hargobind's forehead. Guru Hargobind now was extremely enraged and took out an arrow from his quiver. He pulled it back to his ear 
and shot it off. Kale Khan, looking at Guru Hargobind red with his wound, enraged, pulling back this arrow, was terrified. And as he was shooting it out, Guru Hargobind, Kale Khan turned his horse quickly to ride away. The arrow then went straight through the horse's heart, and the horse then fell very quickly. Kale Khan got off his horse and on his feet and shouted out to the Guru, saying, While this is not the rightful conduct now, you are mounted on a very quick horse, and now I'm on foot. So if you want to fight fair, get off your horse. We've each had our go at archery, but now let's duel with swords. So stand with me, and see my swordsmanship, and I'll see yours. Listening to this, Guru Hargobind then dismounts from his horse. He wasn't afraid of anything at all, and he replied, I don't want to leave any desire in your mind when you die. However you want to duel, that is fine with me. So both Kalika and Guru Hargobind were holding a sword and a shield. Both were facing off each against each other. Both of them were leaders of their armies. Both of them are feeling determined for victory. Both warriors are imbued with the warrior's spirit, Mbiras. Both warriors are moving about tactically. Both warriors have their face red with vigor. Both warriors are extremely skilled in warfare. Both warriors desire victory, and both armies are looking at them, about to duel. They now both begin to move about with both feet, left and right, positioning themselves, looking for an opening to strike. Both are exceptional warriors positioning themselves to block each other's strikes. They then close the distance, and now both shields and swords are basically grappling with each other, like powerful tigers. It looked as if there are bulls locking horns, or intoxicated elephants locking tusks, with their swords looking like the tusks, and their strong arms grappling like the elephant's trunks. Galakhan then jumps back, he lifts his sword up, and yells at Guru Hargobind, saying, Stay still now and I'll kill you. Now you won't be saved. Guru Hargobind then was extremely quick. In a deceptive manner, he placed his shield forward to block the strike, then swung with his sword, which Galakhan then blocked with his sword. So when both swords clashed, sparks flew, but the blades of both swords did not break. Galakhan then separated himself, making space before approaching again to attack. Both great warriors were enraged in a fierce duel. All the women within the city of Kartarpur were watching from the roof of their houses with a great fear of the Turks in their heart. The Turk soldiers were watching along with the Sikh warriors, like Bidichand, the great warrior, who was watching in great anger. Guru Hargobind knew that everybody was thinking and feeling. Guru Hargobind knew what everybody was thinking and feeling and decided, all right, now's the time to destroy the Turk Kali Khan. Kale Khan struck down again with a sword with great force. Guru Hargobind took the blade on his shield and then moved forward and struck Kale Khan hard with the shield in his face. Kale Khan then fell back. At this moment, Guru Hargobind struck down, straight, laterally down, and split Kale Khan in two. The sword sliced clean right down between the eyes. Two pieces fell on either side. One section had one eye, one ear, one arm, one leg. Guru Hargobind's sword cut straight down and got stuck into the ground. The two pieces of Kale Khan were moving about, suffering until he died, and he went to heaven to experience great bliss. All the Sikh warriors were yelling battle cries of victory, as the battle drums of victory were sounding off. Out of the remaining Turks, many of them ran away. They spread word about the war. So many Turks had died, 
All their widows would now soon be crying out in sorrow. So many of the dead brothers, fathers, cousins, and family would also be in great sorrow. It became apparent that whoever stepped to Guru Hargobind would go back in sorrow and pain. In the four battles, countless Turks were killed, which included those of Bhutan, Mughal, and Sayyid lineages. So when Guru Hargobind killed Kale Khan, there was only about an hour and a half left in the day before sunset. Around the city of Kartarpur was a great mass of corpses as a result of the battle. It was a horrific scene. Nearly 100,000 Turks were killed from the Turk side, and on the Sikh side, 700 Sikhs fell in battle. The battle lasted for roughly 16 hours, starting at 2.30 a.m. in the morning and ending around 6 to 7 p.m. in the evening. Even during this time, Guru Hargobind kept his kamarkasa, his waistband on at all times. And this is how chapter 31 ends. In the next chapter, we will look to Guru Hargobind's plan to leave the city of Kartarpur and head towards Giratpur. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page. Let's